Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. Now, the Bible says in the book of Colossians, as you've received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. And so it's not just salvation where this, is, where this principle applies. This applies in every area of your life. Believe in the heart, speak it with the mouth. That's the, the pattern, guys, that we live under. You see, that's grace, that's faith. I want you to understand grace and faith always go together because faith is how you lay hold of what grace has made available. You guys following me? Grace has made your righteousness available. How did you lay hold of your righteousness? By faith. You said, Lord, I believe. Grace has made healing available. How do you receive healing? By faith. You say, Lord, I believe with your stripes I was healed. You see, it applies to every area of your life. Look at verse 9. Verse 9 says, this is the core of our preaching. <laughs> Guys, I want you to know here at Grace World Church, this is the core of our preaching. Glory to God. We are always going to be preaching to you about the finished works of Jesus Christ. You come to this church, you tune into this ministry online, you're always going to hear about who you are in Him. You're always going to hear about what Jesus has already finished for you. This is the core of our preaching he says here, say the welcoming word to God. Jesus is my master, embracing body and soul. Watch this now. God's work of doing in us what he did in raising Jesus from the dead. God's work of doing in us what he did in raising Jesus from the dead. In other words, the Bible says that, that, that we, we were that everything, Romans 6 talks about that everything that's true about Jesus has become true about you. In other words, when Jesus went to the cross, I want you to understand your old self died with him, spiritually speaking. Who you used to be before you got saved, the sinner, the old man, died with Jesus. And when Jesus was raised out of the grave, I want you to understand, he, in a sense, brought you with him, man. I want you to understand that who you are on the inside is the new creation, and the new creation came alive when Jesus got born again. You guys tracking with me here? <laughs> this is a spiritual thing we're talking about here. And so, and so you got to really uh, let the Holy Ghost make this real to you. You got to understand spiritually that everything that is true about Jesus has become true about you spiritually. And so you say, well, I just got a bad temper. No, you see, the truth is you used to have a bad temper. Then you got born again. You got into Christ. Now the part of you that had the bad temper died with Jesus. You're a brand new creation. We say, Alex, I still struggle with a bad temper. Well, here's the thing. You're a new creation. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And yeah, maybe you still struggle with that temper. But remember, it's about right believing. It's about you believing who you are in Christ. It's about you believing what he has deposited on the inside of you. And the moment you begin to believe right, you understand that he's deposited his love on the inside of you. You understand uh, who he has made you to be he is righteous, who he has made you to be as someone who has the fruit of the Spirit on the inside of them. You see, the more time you spend focusing on that, the more time you spend believing right, the more time you spend beholding Jesus in his word, what happens is one day, man, 
man, you come to find, man, that bad temper you used to have, it's, it's, it's like, it's not there anymore. <laughs> you, see, you got delivered from your bad temper. Why? Because you were believing right, because you were receiving what Jesus has done for you. That's how you got delivered from your bad temper. You see, so nothing is more important than right believing. Look what he says here, continuing in verse 9. He says, that's it. He says, you're not doing, quote, anything. You're, you're not, quote, doing anything. You're simply calling out to God, trusting him to do it for you. That's salvation, he says. That is salvation. You see, there's no such thing as a workspace salvation, guys. There, there's there's no, such a, no such thing as, as a person... Who, who, who does, and, as, and, and because you do, you got God to do. You see, that's not how this thing works. No, salvation is all about you trusting God. It's, it's all about you believing God. And then you start seeing things take place in your life. And now, when I talk here about salvation, guys, we're not only talking about getting born again. I want you to understand that salvation comes from the Greek word zozo, and salvation really means healing, deliverance. It means your needs being supplied. It means you walking in a sense of safety and security. All of that is part of salvation. All of that you receive in the same way that you got born again. You believe in your heart. Jesus is sufficient for me. I'm righteous because I'm in, in him. Thank you, Lord. Oh, makush braki makatakeshko makatakaya. You believe what the Word of God says about you in Christ. You speak it. That's how you release your faith. And then stuff begins to change in your life. You see, it's very different from you thinking you got to do like 10 goody-goody things and then God is going to do this thing for you. It's very different, you know, a guy trying to be delivered from, from his bad temper. It's, it's, it's a very different approach when someone struggles and works hard and you think, well, I, 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 I ought to be delivered from this. I got to work hard to get free from this, from this sin, you know. That's very different if you do that rather than, I believe Jesus has already done it. Oh man, let me just see who I am in Christ. Let me just understand who Jesus has made me to be. You see, it's a very different approach. So one of them is the old, the pattern of the old, because that's how it worked under the law. The other one is, is the pattern of grace, you see. The old produces sin consciousness. In other words, like I said, the, the more conscious you are of, of, man, I missed it again, I got it better. Well, what you're conscious of, I want you to understand. Thank you, Lord. What you are conscious of, you will see more of in your life. If a believer is always conscious of your sin and how you miss it, you're actually going to just be seeing more sin. You're going to be keeping yourself in, in sin. You see, the Bible says that the, the strength of sin is the law. Why? Because the law keeps you focused on sin. What you're focused on, you're conscious of the most. What you're conscious of the most is what you're going to see more of in your life. And so you become conscious of your righteousness. You become conscious of Jesus. You become conscious of His grace. Now that's going to be what you see more of. You see, whatever you're conscious of the most, your life is going to go in that direction. You see, 
He has followed me. And so again, that's the question I asked you in the beginning. Should sin be the primary issue in the life of a believer? Should sin be what we're conscious of the most? I hope you can see, guys. The answer is no. Look at verse 10 here in the message. He says in verse 10, he says, With your whole being you embrace God. Glory to God. With your whole being, that's spirit, soul, and body. In other words, it's not just a mental thing. No, man. The King James says you believe in your heart. And so he says, with your whole being, you embrace God, setting things right. You believe with your whole being. You believe it in your heart, man. And I want you to know that happens the more you hear this word of grace, the more that you immerse yourself in the word, the more time that you spent fellowshipping with Jesus. He says, you embrace God, setting things right, and then you say it right out loud. Glory to God. God has set everything right between him and me. Let's do this right now. Say it out loud right now. Say, God has set everything right between him and me. Say, Jesus has cleansed me from sin consciousness. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name. This is the pattern of grace. The pattern of grace is it's been made available through our right believing through faith we lay hold of it. Now, faith, guys, remember, and uh, I'll be teaching more on this in the future as well. I, I want to get into this also because sometimes people get all focused on grace and, and, and what you forget about is, is you forget faith. <laughs> is grace is not a replacement for faith. I want you to understand that faith and grace go together. I truly believe, guys, that that God had to bring the revelation of the word of faith into the earth realm before he could give us the revelation on grace. You see, if we didn't have the great teachings on the word of faith, if, if, we, if we didn't have teachers like Brother Hagen, uh, Brother Copeland, all the teachers of faith, if, if it wasn't for these people who've been given these, this revelation on faith, I don't think, guys, we could really understand grace because we would have no way of laying hold of what grace is made available. Uh, it would just be sitting there, but you'd be disconnected from it. You wouldn't know how to get it. And so I want you to understand this connection between the word of faith and the word of grace. And here's how it works. In fact, uh, Lord, do you want us to look at that? Yeah, let's let's look real quick at uh, where is that? At? Ephesians, Ephesians chapter uh, two, verse eight. I want to show you this real quick. This is not wasn't uh, I wasn't planning on going here, but man, guys, you know we don't know when Jesus is coming back, and so we might as well take our time with these sermons. There's no no use of rushing. Amen. Uh, Jesus won't be back by next week. We'll just pick this up next week. Amen. Praise God. And so let's take our time with this. I want you to see this now. <laughs> I want you to see how this goes together. Look at uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Watch this very closely now. He says in verse 8, he says, For by grace are you saved. But he doesn't stop there. He says, through faith. So how did you get saved? 
by grace, right? Grace is God's unmerited favor. Grace is God being good to you, independent of your performance, right? But how did you, how did you lay hold of it? He said, through faith. And he says, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. And so we're saved by grace through faith. But guys, again, the word used for salvation, again here in, where it says saved in, in verse 8, that, that Greek word is the word zozo. Zozo doesn't mean only going to heaven. This is how religion has reduced salvation. It's just about going to heaven. You know? <laughs> well, you're saved. That means you're going to go to heaven. But man, uh, it's going to be a rough ride until you get there, man. You're going to be suffering here on the earth until you get there. No, that's not what that means. You see, that's, that's not true. That's not biblical. Because the word saved is the word zozo. And zozo means healed. It means delivered. It means prospered. It means having divine protection on your life. It means soundness. And so we could read it like this. We could say, we could say that, that you're, you're, you're saved. How? By grace through faith. And we could also say, you are righteous. How? By grace through faith, you see. You're delivered. How? By grace through faith. You are healed. You're not trying to get healed. You are healed right now. How? By grace through faith, you see. You're not trying to get prosperous. No, you are prosperous. How? By grace through faith. And so faith requires you to believe it and to speak it before it manifests. And so I'm not looking to my actions. Well, Alex, I'll be righteous when I do right. No. That's not God's way, guys. No, you believe I'm righteous. How? By grace through faith. Jesus made me righteous 2,000 years ago. Praise God. I release my faith for that. I believe on the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you see. And it applies to every area of your life. There's a need of healing. Well, I'm not trying to get God to heal me. See, this is, again, where we've missed it. This is the pattern of the old. The pattern of the old is... I got to try to get God to heal me. Alex, if I say my confessions enough times, then God's going to heal me. No, that's not the purpose of confessions of faith. You see, you don't confess the word to try to get God to do it. No, you confess the word of God. You make your confessions of faith, not for God's sake. No, you confess the word of God for your sake. You see, because you want to get that word, you want to get that promise established in your heart. Well, how do you get it into your heart? By speaking it with your mouth. You see, and so we speak the word to get it established in our heart. When it's established in our heart, we then, what happens is then we become receptive for it to manifest in our lives. You see, now Holy Spirit can really work on the inside of us and, and he's going to make these promises real to us. He will make your identity in Christ real to you and, and uh, glory to God, that's how transformation happens in the Christian life. You see, as long as you're trying to get God to do something, you are actually operating under the curse of the law. You're more conscious of you not having it rather than you being conscious that because of Jesus, you've already got it, even though you can't see it yet. He has following me. And so we'll talk more about that. Uh, we're really going to 
see, I think, over the course of, of this, of what we're teaching here, we're going to see more clearly how grace and faith are inseparable, really, how they go together. And this is how it breaks down. Grace is God's part. Grace is what God has already done through Jesus. You had nothing to do with it. Faith is, is your part. Faith is your, your part. You see, you got to just decide, I'm going to believe. And, and guys, here's what I want you to know too. People need to understand this, that, that believing is a choice. You know, you may be watching me and say, well, well, well Pastor, I, I just wish I, I, I had faith. I wish I could believe. That is a lie, guys. Don't fall into that deception. Because here's the thing. Believing is a choice, you see. You see, believing is a function of your free will. You, as a free moral agent, have the freedom to decide that you're going to believe God. Yeah, you may not feel it in your emotions. Man, you could be messed up in your emotions. Stuff going on and, and you feel like you're, you're about to lose it. But here's the thing. You as a born-again believer with the new creation on the inside of you, you have the ability to decide that you're going to believe the Word of God regardless of whether or not you can feel it in your emotions. You see, a person, an unbeliever, doesn't have the ability to do that. They just live by, by what they see in the carnal realm. They just go by how they feel in their emotions. Well, if I can feel it in my emotions, then it's true. No. You as a born-again believer can decide it's true regardless whether or not I can feel it. Now, here's what happens when you believe right. The Bible says, says in, the Bible says in I think it's First Peter, he says, we believe with joy unspeakable and full of glory. <laughs> That's how I want you to know when you believe right, joy is going to come. You see, you see, your, your emotions don't determine what you believe. No, your emotions follow your believing. You see, you believe right, your emotions will fall into line with that. You believe right, everything else is going to fall into line with that. This is a covenant of right believing. This is a covenant of right believing. Glory to God. And that's how you operate in the blessing of God. The blessing, guys, ultimately, you're in Christ. That means you're already blessed. But the blessing is ultimately voice activated. You got to speak it. You got to declare it by faith. That's how you begin to see the manifestations of the blessing that you already have. Amen. Praise God. Let's uh, finish here today in Romans chapter 5, verse 19. I'm almost out of time, and I have purposed in my heart, guys, that I'm going to try not to run over time anymore. When the hour is up, I'm out of time, and i got to stop until next time. And so let's finish off here, and then next week we'll go back into the book of Hebrews, and I'll uh, show you some things again that we looked at last week, and we'll, we'll delve a little bit more deeply into this, and you'll see how how Jesus has already delivered us from sin consciousness and, and how by simply releasing our faith in what Jesus has done, we now walk in that deliverance. We can now walk in that freedom. And guys, this is not a freedom to go and sin. I hope you can see this. This is a freedom for you to live right. 
This is a freedom for you to live out of your identity as a born-again child of God. Look at this here. I want you to see this, and we'll end here for today. Romans chapter 5, verse 19. He says here in verse 19, he says, uh, speaking of Adam, and then he's speaking of Adam, and he's speaking of Jesus. He says, for as by one man's disobedience, speaking of Adam, many were made sinners, take note of made, he says, so by the obedience of one, speaking of Jesus, shall many be made righteous. And what I want you to see here is that, you see, people think, well, people think, well, I'm a sinner because I sin, or people think I'm righteous because I'm, I'm living righteous. Well, we'll look at what this verse says. He says it was one man's disobedience, Adam, to which many were made sinners. And so in other words, a person, whether a person is a sinner or a saint, has nothing to do with their actions. It's, it's something that they were made. He says, by the obedience of one Jesus shall many be made righteous. And so what I want you to see is this, is we did nothing, guys, to make ourselves sinners. We were born that way. How many know, because of Adam's sin, the entire human race fell, right? And so we're born into this fallen state. So we did nothing to make ourselves sinners. We were born that way. Listen to this now. In the same way we did nothing to make ourselves righteous, we were born again that way. So if you are born again, I want you to understand, you're not a sinner saved by grace. No, you were a sinner before you got saved, and it had nothing to do with what you were doing. Perhaps you were sinning, but that didn't make you a sinner. No, what made you a sinner was, was the old creation, that Adamic creation, the fallen nature on the inside of you. In the same way, when you got born again, you were born again righteous, and so now, man, you're righteous, not because of what you do, no. Your righteous glory to God. Because you've got the, the, the righteousness of God. You've got the new creation on the inside of you. Righteousness is now your identity. Perhaps you're still sinning in some areas of your life. That does not make you a sinner. I want you to see it has nothing to do with your actions. It has to do with your spiritual condition. If you're born again, you are righteous. You are righteous as a result of being in Christ. And so, let me ask this question again. Should sin be the primary issue in the life of a believer? Guys, I think we can all see the answer is no. We should not have a sin consciousness. We should have a, a righteousness consciousness. We should have a grace consciousness. We should be conscious of who Jesus has made us to be. And then out from that, we'll everything else flow. Out from that will flow how we live, will flow the manifestations of the blessing, not because of what we've done, but because of our belief, because of our faith that Jesus, glory to God, is enough for us. It's all about Jesus. 
guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. And I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.